Hey everyone, welcome to the Friends Who Like Stuff podcast. I'm John. And I'm James. And every week we have a third host on our show who's also one of the Friends Who Like Stuff. And this week it's our dear friend, Josh. What's up? Not too much. Super happy to have you back. Long time no see. Yeah, it's, I know. It's like It feels like just been a couple weeks. <laughs> or one. Or one. Oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Wait, when was I there? It's been two weeks for me. Well, it's been two right? weeks since you've seen him in person, but yeah, uh, a week ago tonight, he was on this very show. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> okay. I had to, my, my, my thing died. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, uh, man. So thanks thanks for coming back, Josh. The, re- yeah. the reason Josh is, is back is because the topic this week, we are getting away from doing our getting to know use, which we, we did just everybody first. And then we got everybody to talk about something that they're an expert in. And so now we're just going to topics that we just want to talk about stuff. That's wait, relevant no, no, to no. Us. wait, James, actually we're, you can drop the act. Now we are going to drop this on Josh. Once he got here, we are still doing the experts and Josh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Last time we did this, Josh was very much against calling himself an expert on, on anything. Yes. And so I just yes. want to give him a hard time on that. And then I found out I wasn't the only one who struggled with that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We put you all on the spot last time. That was so, you didn't, you did not put me on the spot. You gave me weeks to figure out what I was going to do. Well, you'll you'll notice, Josh, that uh, neither one of us have done an expert episode. So, oh, that's right, true. we're not experts. Yeah. You don't know what it's like. <laughs> no, no, sure don't. No, but this week we are going to talk about a subject that's kind of uh, near and dear to my heart at the moment because my wife and I just a, a few short weeks ago on January first adopted a little kitty cat. And Aww. we've always had we've had pets. We've always had dogs and we have a dog that we love. She is the best. But now we have a sweet little kitty cat. I have never had a pet cat. And so this is really oh, yeah. new to me. But we're well, what's what's her name? Her name is formerly Thunder when we adopted <laughs> her. It is now Hildegard. You didn't want Thundercat? Cool. <laughs> didn't want Thundercat. <laughs> oh, you know what? That didn't even dawn on me. The reason she was named Thunder is because she had a brother that had like a lightning mark on his nose. Oh. Or and so he was lightning. And then the lady who fostered him decided to name both of his sisters after weather stuff. So there was Storm who didn't make it and then Thunder. But oh. Thunder is now Hildegard because we have a thing for naming our pets both in real life and me in video games after 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 uh, after 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 composers and so we have johannes the bunny and this is hildegard after hildegard von bingen so gotcha yeah i thought it was after the other hildegard what other hildegard i i don't know (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so so yeah, we we've got a cat. We're 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 loving her. We're jumping in with with both feet, and I never ever thought that I would consider myself a cat person, but I'm I've become a cat person. I mean, I still love dogs. I'm a dog person, but I, I'm a cat yeah. person. That's not super surprising to me, though. Like, I feel like if you are a bunny person, you're. I mean, a bunny is just like 
a different version of a cat. You would think, but no. And we, we didn't choose to become bunny people. The bunny chose us. By so is a, is a bunny more moving, like mm-hmm. a little different version of a dog then? Because it's not a different version of a bird. I know that. So it's... That'd be crazy. It's kind of a mix between a dog and a cat where it's got the standoffishness of the cat, but it doesn't have any of the cuddly... Like, Hildegard will let us pick her up and, and, and cuddle on her. I know cats don't necessarily love that all the time, but she, she'll she rub up against us and she's very affectionate. Dogs are always coming up on you. They're, they're affectionate. They love you. But the bunny is really standoffish, really skittish. Even even after you bond a little bit with it, like it, it it'll it comes up to me now and it'll it'll lay on me and it'll lick me and let me pet them. But rabbits are prey animals and so they never quite get past that. And so gotcha. So a little bit like a bird in that regard, I guess a little bit. But it chews more than both dogs and cats. I started. By the way, I started this bit of pets are either a dog cat or a bird and i'm gonna stick with it now so everything's in one of those <laughs> one of those categories there's a there's a one of those british panel shows has there was some i cannot remember it but there was one guy one comedian who said that all animals are either a dog a cat or a bug <laughs> and then he spent the next like five ten minutes like just taking questions from the audience asking they were asking him how to quantify <laughs> a certain animal based on that. And it just like, it totally went off the rails, but yeah, we won't go down that road. I don't want to copy anybody's stuff. No, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. That's already been done. Uh, it's very that. funny. I'm sorry. I'm really it's sorry. Okay. I'm really sorry. I just think oh. that I got a good idea. And then I'm like, no, somebody already did it. John, you have been a cat person longer than I have. Yes. Yes. In, in fact, I have definitely had more cats than dogs in my life. Really? Most of them that, have been barn I cats. That. I will say that. Like outdoor cats. We we lived okay. on not a whole bunch of land, but like three acres. And so having a cat was a necessity. Otherwise, we'd get mice. And so we always had cats. And they were always nice. Like they weren't like the feral barn cats. They were the kind that like would always come up to us and stuff. So, okay, cool. Yeah. And we, we would have like, you know, five at a time. <laughs> They'd just be everywhere. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was great. They really were the best. <laughs> Barn cats are the best cats because they can like go off and do their own thing and survive. And when they can just come up and cuddle with you, it's, it's nice. But they don't have to be around. And they're not as spiteful. Yeah. I never had a spiteful cat growing up. Oh, man. Well, I, I hope I don't have a spiteful cat. It's too early to tell. I will say that, like, we have a cat now. We have my wife's cat, Livy, Olivia. Olivia. Yeah. And Olivia, Olivia is, like, the opposite of spiteful. Like, she is the most kind and gentle cat ever. Olivia's great. Absolutely. We thought she was declawed for, for like two years, and it turns out she just she never gets them out. Oh man. Really? Yeah. That's awesome because mm-hmm. Hildy gets them out often. Yep. <laughs> so great. one thing one thing that's wild, and we'll get to, to you here in a second, Josh, and your pets. Yeah, that's one thing that, that's wild to us, and, and I think about it and and it 
it's just, it's just crazy. I don't know what switch flipped in our heads to one, get a cat, but two, to let it sleep in our bed. We, we have always been wow. animals stay out of our bed people. But for some reason, we have no problem with her being in the bed. Now, we have a problem with her waking us up in the mornings. And Amy especially, because she's really bonded with her more and stays on her side and plays with her. And at, like every every night at 4.30, every morning at 4.30, she gets up in her face and starts purring and wakes her up. And we've taken to getting up and putting her in the bathroom to let us sleep a little bit more, but yeah, yeah, we, we have never let our pets in our bed and Hildy's just taken over and we're, we're fine with it. That's, that's crazy. I know it. She doesn't get yeah. your toes or I, anything like that. She does. She, she attacks my feet, but only when my feet are under the blanket, she doesn't uh -huh. ever, she doesn't get under the blanket. Well, she's actually starting to try to dig in there lately. We've noticed, but, but yeah, she'll attack my feet under the blanket. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know why. John doesn't, I, has Olivia ever like tried to get into your bedroom while you guys were sleeping? So we used to let her sleep with us and she slept with us okay. for, for quite a while. Then we, we had a house that had fleas. And so we tried like while we were getting rid of all that stuff. We tried to keep her out and mm -hmm. this was a, a house that was built in like the thirties and the doors didn't, was this, this was on 30th street. Was this your rent this house? This was the rent house on 30th street. Okay. And the doors yeah. were like, I don't know. There were probably three, like three and a half inches underneath the door and the, the floor. Mm -hmm. And she wedged herself through that one night and just like, yeah, like, fur on the bottom of the door and like like absolutely could not get any more squished between it and just like clawed herself through and fought her way through the bottom of the door to get to us holy cow so yeah so that was that was an experience because that scared me that night <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like what yeah. how did you do that? what but yeah, but no, right. she doesn't. She actually doesn't sleep with us anymore because since we've had babies, and the mm. baby has been in the little cradle thing in the room, we were always scared she was going to jump in there. So she's she's been out of the room probably since mm. Finn was born. That makes sense. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So apart from us having cats, John and I also have dogs. Yeah. And Josh, you also have dogs. Yeah. Tell us about Go your puppers. puppies. Yes, I do. Yeah, right now, Natalie and I have two dogs, Sam and Virginia. Virginia is a is a border collie, I think German Shepherd mix, and Sam is like a pure blood English foxhound, which we were not looking for a pure blood English foxhound. We just saw that Lubbock Animal Shelter had one they were and we were like he looks fantastic they're both i i like to call them our little mid-sized sedans because they're both just like 60 pounds mm -hmm. they're that's a good weight bigger a, you don't need you don't need anything bigger yeah than that they're they're bigger than a, a lap dog but they're not so much bigger that you can't put them on your lap <laughs> like it's it's not like the most comfortable thing in the world, but it's still incredibly sweet and very like nice. a yes. Great Pyrenees um, Lab mix. 
named Al. Yeah. Uh huh. No. <laughs> He's a, 115 pounds. <laughs> oh yeah. I think technically Sam and Virginia together weigh less than Al. That is does. nuts. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh man. Because I don't, I don't think Virginia's quite 60 pounds. She's she's smaller than Sam is. But yeah, we've got them. They're great. We got Virginia when Natalie and I were dating. And then Natalie and I had been married for about, I guess, eight months when we got Sam. And uh, Virginia's original name was Pika. And Sam's original name was Gomer. Oh, why did you change that one? And (laughs) well, when we like when you first when most people first hear Gomer, they they think of Gomer Pyle from the Andy Griffith show, which is great. But whenever we first heard Gomer immediately, both of us, like I knew why they called him that, but also we could not get Gomer from the Bible out of her. (laughs) Right. And we're like, we can't keep this name. It's just, we can't do it, but he's, he's very much a Sam and Virginia is very much a Virginia. I hear that James is really not big on naming his animals people names. Yes. Yeah. yeah, not big at all. <laughs> Never done it. <laughs> Never done. So growing up, I had one, two, three, five, six. At different times of your life? I think yeah, yeah. We had we had six dogs. The most we ever had at one time was was three, and that was a lot. But first dog I ever had was a German Shepherd named Shadow. And Shadow was amazing. Shadow was just the most well-behaved, just fantastic dog I've ever had. That's awesome. The best dog that I have ever had, hands down, no contest, is our current puppy. You love Gertrude. Gertrude is is the sweetest, best dog. She spoiled us. She's a a standard Mm -hmm. poodle, and she spoiled us on poodles. And so a couple of years after we got Gertie, we got another one that the family who just had a child was just needing to rehome. And so we got her for free and we got what we paid for because she was <laughs> a crazy, crazy dog. It's completely different yeah. like personalities between these two dogs. And mm-hmm. and Lola was funny, but she was she was the devil. But Gertie yeah. is the sweetest. She is about to turn 15. Wow. Oh my goodness. So one of my biggest fears with having a kid in a couple months is Virginia. She makes me just really nervous and like I really she she's like she loves people, but there are some things where she can not not because she's trying to be aggressive or mean or even really possessive, I think it's more of like wanting to play, <laughs> that there are just some things that set her off sometimes. And I think we're, I think we're going to get a trainer before baby gets here and Smart. just like really work with her and be like, please, I, the last thing we want to do is like have to give up Virginia. <laughs> that would, that would crush me. Yeah. Because Sam is, Sam, Sam's not going to be an issue. He is just, he, he's going to be great. And Sam is very much Natalie's dog, but Virginia is my dog. Mm. And I would be, I would be just devastated mm. if we had to give her up because she couldn't hang around 
Uh, have you read all the man. stuff about bring a like as soon as the baby's born, bring the the bring yeah, stuff yeah. home so that they can get used to the yeah. scent? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think what I may even do is like when we're in that last month, I may practice bringing the baby carrier in mm-hmm. just so that they can get used to. Hey, don't mess with this this you leave this alone yeah. you leave this alone all the time this is yeah. not something to play with this is not something to inspect it's not something to jump on yep. good deal but i think it's gonna be fine yeah. i think it'll it'll be okay but just need virginia to just have a little bit of chill and we'll be <laughs> fine <laughs> yeah, so i can't offer that. you any more advice because al was the easiest person to introduce a baby to he just he just yeah like, Lays his chin up, laid his chin up on their legs, and like kind of waited for a pet from the baby. And it's like it's not coming, but and then he'll just like try to lick him, and you're like, "Don't do that, ew." Licking, the baby tried licking. to lick Al. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, because they they like whenever they get a baby out, they don't wash that thing real well. It's just like <laughs> kind of wiped off. Cool. Oh man! All right, so this is. Even though we are talking about pets in general, cats and dogs, this is still going to be kind of more of a cat-centric conversation. And one of the things that came out last year that both Josh and I adored and thought it was just the greatest thing, mm-hmm. and John, you you played a little bit of it recently, oh. is the independent video game Stray. Mm-hmm. And you just get to be a little kitty mm-hmm. in, a, in a weird world. Yeah. I know it. Yes, in a very weird, weird world. It's an and interesting world. It is an interesting world. And just really, I mean, that's the game. You're a cat. You're, you're jumping on things. You're kind of doing things, but you're being a cat. And mm-hmm. whenever you hear that, you're like, that's going to be a boring game. And it's not. It's hard to describe because the cat is like very photorealistic. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the world is not so much mm-hmm. it kind of is but it's not it's not quite but the the stray cat is man is just adorable and it, there's so much to like about it and it does a really good job of communicating a story without really giving you a lot of information of what's going on in the story right it's it's weird it's it's a very like weird concept and just executed beautifully it's it's fantastic yeah it's been really satisfying to go from like almost parkour on like buildings and signs and stuff and then ride Mm -hmm. down like jump into buckets and ride down stuff to just like stopping and pushing a bucket of paint off the edge of a ledge yes. like yes yeah or scratching a rug uh-huh you just sit there and yeah. you can just scratch it for as long as you want left trigger right trigger and it's just like you're you're scratching up each paw yeah and then and just hit, hit the circle button and you can meow and mm-hmm. i was the meow the meow button is it awesome is. it got it got hildy's attention the other day whenever i was replaying through it getting ready for this mm-hmm. and she sat there and she watched kitty tv (laughs) yeah that's but like there's also like you jump up on a robot's lap jump up on a robot's like i guess not stomach because they don't have the stomachs but uh torso or whatever it is i get their torso jump up on on a robot's torso and like curl up and take a nap that one of the i think i think i got an achievement for this 
there's a couple of robots who are playing Mahjong. And if you jump up on their table, all the pieces go flying everywhere and you get a little achievement for <laughs> messing up their game of Mahjong. Um, but it's it's a it's a really it's a very pretty, very stylized game. And the cat controls wonderfully. It feels really good to run around. Yeah. And and it was nominated for Independent Game of the Year. It didn't win. Stray did win Best Independent Game. Oh, did it? Oh, okay. Yeah, it got it got nominated for Game of the Year. Awesome. Great. Even better. Okay, so going from something that we love to something that John loves. Mm, I think that's a... I was going to say a strong word, but it's not even that. It's like the opposite of love. It's something that I hate. It also has to do with Cats. Because it is Cats, the musical. <laughs> what an awful... Cats, the musical, the what, movie. Yes. Yeah, I that is a big caveat. Man, I I just don't know. I never saw the the actual musical and I just have no like the opposite of any interest now. I can't imagine anything that was even <laughs> like even this being based off of something makes me not want to see that other thing. Like that's how much I hated this thing. It made no sense to me. What what is a jellical cat? What the heck is it? What is jellical? What does it mean? You it's, just it's, they just sing a jelly and they like describe a jellical cat and it's like okay but what is it like it's just, based it's based on the poetry of T.S. Eliot it's from Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats and yeah, they take a lot of that word for word and it's wonderful it's it's charming it's it's great the movie is a dumpster fire the movie is awful and if I were in your shoes and I wasn't actually already I I, I do love the musical I mean it's not the greatest musical it's not near my favorite but i really like the, the staged musical and i love the music but if i saw the movie first i would be in your shoes too and i wouldn't want anything to do with it because the movie is awful yeah and maybe just visually it was so unappealing that everything else just seemed worse because of it but like that was so bad like the weird fingers and feet of like whenever they're trying to be realistic cats but they're also not and then like i don't know it was they're, like it was so bad that sometimes the bodies would be moving around and then the faces would move separately. Like it was, yeah, it awful. was so bad. I, I rewatched it today in preparation for this. I know you watched it recently, and it, it was before we even decided the topic of this of this episode. And that's this is one of the reasons why this topic came up was because you railed against this movie hardcore oh a couple gosh, of weeks ago whenever you came down. So stinking bad. It really, it really, really, really is. But. I, lo- I love the musical. It makes me now, mad. So- it makes me mad how bad it was. I watched it for an hour and I just thought, okay, it like, I know that they, they said this was bad. Like that's ever like, I knew that it was bad going in, but I was like, okay, so there's like, but there's gotta be something, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a famous Broadway play. There's gotta be, you know, something. And there wasn't. And I had to just stop it. And I read the rest of it on Wikipedia. And it just, (laughs) it just made me so mad that I watched it at all. I've never been more fired up about watching a movie as I have about Cats, the musical. That's hilarious. I I wouldn't Um, associate myself with anybody who enjoyed that movie. So I don't even want to know. The the musical, the music is great, but also the scenes are are so much better on stage. They changed the story up and actually added more story 
to the movie that was unnecessary and didn't need it because the musical itself is basically just a bunch of vignettes and it's fine I, that way. And there, yes, there is the through line of them trying to pick a, a, a cat for the heavy side layer, but, but it, it is, it's just, it's just good little music. They added some songs in the movie that weren't good. They completely changed the melody of one of my favorite songs pissed me off and also changed the characters of them. They gave more to McCavity, which was, was unnecessary. And that's part of the story that they added, which, which took away the mystery of McCavity that is in the stage musical. The choreography on stage translates a lot better than it does in, in film. Idris Elba and- should be ashamed <laughs> that he was in I it. I think he is. I'm not going to say that he was like, he wasn't bad in it. But the fact that he was in it at all. All right. Well, Josh, save us. Do you know what will restore your faith in cat movies? Mm-hmm. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Here, here. It is. It is incredible. It is so good. It is. It is so much. It is so much fun. It has such a good story. The action sequences are great. The the like. Heart tugging that it does is really, really great. It is tremendous. And it just got nominated for Best Picture, and I really oh hope gosh. it wins. I, I, I wouldn't be upset. We saw it yesterday, and it was adorable. It was wonderful. The animation was really interesting, especially in the fast action yes. sequences. Yeah. I don't know how you would describe it other than just kind of... It's that influences into the Spider-Verse oh, okay. where they... They drop the frame rate on some of the action sequences to accentuate more of the poses so that you're seeing more of these things happen. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's what it felt like was it was into the Spider-Verse without the comic overlay. Yes. So what yeah, what exactly. is this one rated again? This is a PG. Okay. So I didn't know if I like th- is this one that like I should take my oldest or should I just like is it qu- just a step I'm, above that? I it's weird to say this because we're all 30 year old, <laughs> now, but it's it's not quite as crass as <laughs> the Shrek movies Agreed. were, like Shrek one and two. But it's still, it still kind of is that same level of maturity. Feels like the wrong word. It's that same level of immaturity, gotcha. kind of from from those gotcha. movies. So if you feel comfortable with them watching. Shrek, you can probably feel comfortable watching this movie, but I will say this has a legitimately like frightening, at least I think frightening for kids character in it. There's a there's a wolf antagonist in it who can be he he's he might make he's no far quad some kids skin crawl. Yeah, he's no no far quad. He is all business. Gotcha. Okay, I'll probably wait on the the kid then. Yeah, I'll agree with that. You know what? I mean, I'm excited to see that. I'm going to act like it's not anyway related because it's not related to cats, but I just, there's, it's there's not, just a little taste but... in my mouth for anything cat related <laughs> right now. And I just, maybe this will be a palate cleanser um, for me that I can, I can, you know, look at Olivia now with just this, <laughs> not, a, not just a distaste for cats. I'm just kidding. I'm, it's not that far. It's not that bad. I promise. James, which one of the animated pictures would you choose over Puss in Boots of the five that got nominated? Um, I don't remember all of them. I looked at the list last night. Marcel, right now, I, I loved Marcel, the show, and 
Yeah. I don't remember. What were the other ones? The other ones were, I know, Pinocchio and Turning Red. I would not pick Turning Red over it. Um, Pinocchio was not wonderful. That, not that I didn't like Turning Red. No, no, no. Turning Red was was good. We enjoyed it, It's but it's not yeah. as good as this. I would probably put this one above Pinocchio, mm-hmm. but actually probably only slightly. We loved Pinocchio. We thought it was wonderful. What's the fifth? This one I'm, I'm looking up right now. It, it, oh, oh, The Sea Beast. Never watched it. I haven't seen any of them. They're all pretty yeah, good. I'm going to have to go see them. Would you rather have BO and not be able to tell that you have BO? Or would you rather be able to sense BO on everybody else? But smell good. Yeah, but you per- but you I personally smell good? smell good, but everybody else just everybody else has oh, BO. Oh, that one. That one. You'd rather do that than you have BO and not be able uh-huh. to smell the BO at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I feel like eventually I just become nose blind to other people's bo. No, that's not that's not the case. You'd all you'd always be able to say that. <laughs> again, that's not the rule. Again, yeah. Like, I guess you get to make up whatever. That's you want. that's fine. Yeah. I, I mean, I I feel like even if I didn't become nose blind to it, spending enough time around it, I think I just kind of get used yeah. to it. But it, it like the idea that I am the only person who cannot smell that I smell bad is a nightmare <laughs> like that. I, I would much rather, I would much rather be uncomfortable. Be like, man, everybody stinks. than everybody be like, Josh, you smell. But awful. outside of, like, the, I don't, I don't know how to outside fix of it. me asking you this question. You would have no idea, but I, but I mean, yeah, I, I guess that's true, but until somebody tells you, and I'm you're like, almost, oh, I'm almost positive somebody would tell me. And if somebody told me, it would be one of the worst days of my entire <laughs> life. It would legitimately, like, it would be, it would be burned into my memory forever. And I would, I, I it would, it would be, it would devastate. Me. So I would much rather everybody be stinky and I smell okay, and I just kind of live with it because I don't know what I'm going to tell anybody. I'm just gonna be like. Yeah, man, that's great. That sounds good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, you smell that, awesome. That doesn't surprise me at all. That's the um, answer that I figured you would give, knowing you. This has yeah. already elicited better response, a better response than I think the entire yes. season of the last Would You Rather question. <laughs> <laughs> Did everybody go nine foot four? No. no. Really? You were the tallest person who said nine foot four. Most everybody else that was your height or taller said four foot nine why because they said they're like it's easier to be you know four foot nine because that's within the realm of normal whereas nine foot four everything has to be changed for you you give custom everything like and it it actually was a pretty decent pattern oh okay okay interesting and john and i actually never answered that one should we take this opportunity to answer that for ourselves no i want you to answer this one Real quick, I would be nine foot four for the last one. Yeah, I would be four foot nine. Yeah, it's just man. It, how are you gonna drive? I don't. I don't mind being a short king. How are you gonna drive? It's true. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'll drive. I'll drive easier than you will. Move this. I'm move the. I'm move the seat all the There, way there I'm are fine. people that are four foot nine that have no problem driving. That's true. That's true. 
All right, but what about the BO question? I want to know. Oh, what do you, what I mean, you, what you, you and I are the same person whenever it comes to stuff like this. Yeah. And so yeah. my answer is yours. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I can't, I don't think I can answer it this time. I think I need to hold off. I need to mull it over a little bit more. I, think, I truly am I think torn. John, there's a chance that you would pick the you have BO, but you can't I, there smell is it a, because... Because I think you would have fun gaslighting everybody. <laughs> I think it. I you think might, it could turn into that. Uh-uh. But I think the better, like, part of that is I don't have to smell bo, like, ever. <laughs> just, I mean, I can't imagine like laying down next to my wife and just having like bo waft over me. I mean, yeah, that's true. But holding my children, uh, yeah, and just. Bo yeah. right up, bo. Yeah. Kids like get right up in there, right up in your face, mm-hmm. and just like <laughs> the the fumes could could potentially uh, no really no doubt it to me. no doubt it's gonna suck, but the yeah, prospect yeah. of me taking the brunt mm-hmm. of the suckage versus causing the suckage. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, I will. I will lay on that grenade. No, no problem. I think I just like. I, I think I, I would no lay her up and just wear lots of clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would. I feel like that would make the problem worse. John. Well, it would. It would at least You'd sweat more, but it would keep it in. <laughs> I may be even oh, stinkier okay. later, but nobody would smell yes. me as I was walking around. Yeah, your wife's going to hate you. Maybe. Play a game with me, would you? So this is just a simple pet quiz. I'm going to ask questions, and it's going to have something to do with pets. It's not about pets. It's really kind of around pets. This first question will make it make sense. Okay. This is something that one finds particularly annoying. John. Why do mosquitoes buzz in people's ear? Josh. A pest? A pet peeve. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Now, pet isn't going to be in every answer. Question two. This celestial body was downgraded to a dwarf planet by the International Astronomical Union in 2006. Josh. Pluto. It is Pluto. This singer-songwriter had hits in the 70s with Father and Son, Wild World, and Morning is Broken, among others. John, you were quick. I didn't even get Father and Son out. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I was thinking it was Bruno, like Bruno Mars, uh, but... Okay, Josh. Well, because it, that, was, that was, you said musical thing, and I just immediately, that was, I don't know why it was the first thing I thought of, but... Is there, oh man, I don't even know, dog something? I don't know. I've got no clue. (laughs) Bear. (laughs) You were close. (laughs) Cat Stevens. Oh. Uh. The epitome of dumb fad. These came with care and feeding instructions, and the creator sold around one and a half million at $4 a pop in the 70s. Josh. Oh, 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 Pet Rock. Pet Rock. I actually knew that one. Pete Maverick Mitchell is no stranger to getting into these. Josh. Tomcat. 
you know what? That's actually an acceptable answer. It's not what I'm looking for, but because it's the F. But it is it is a, it is a Tomcat. So th- that is an acceptable answer. That's not what I was looking for. So John, if you can come up with my other answer, y'all can both get credit. I don't know. A dog fight. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But good, good on you, Josh. Next question. The easiest run at a ski resort. So you know that's where you would find me, Joshua. Bunny slope. It is the bunny slope. The mother of Eric Foreman. Josh. Kitty Foreman. That is correct. <laughs> that's not fair because I we're literally watching that right now. <laughs> well, like at this moment. That's fine. I would have gotten it. <laughs> not at this moment. That's not at this moment. That but... I may have gotten later, but man josh is wiping the floor with you john i know it this is i've never like i think the last week or maybe the week before i got pretty dominated but i don't even think it was this bad (laughs) all right where am i okay a crush as a child also a song by paul anka josh puppy love puppy love i will be so impressed if either of you get this i would have gotten this but I'm not sure you will. This 80s synth-pop duo from England had a few hits like West End Girls, It's a Sin, and Always on My Mind. John. Josie and the Pussycats. I don't know. It is not Josie and the Pussycats. Okay, that was the only... That was the only... I have have no idea. Guess that I had. Yeah, that's the only cat. It is the Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, no, no, not even... Never even. They're, they're, uh-huh. they're, they're famous. Never. They're famous. All right. These rock and roll hall of famers, famous for their song about a continent, took their name from oh. Latin for all encompassing. John. Oh, no. Why did you buzz in? Because I thought it was going to be Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> I, I know this one. <laughs> hey, Josh, what is it? Toto. <laughs> it is Toto. Not named after the dog oh, in Wizard yeah. of Oz. Yeah. It, gotcha. was, it was taken from the Latin for all encompassing. All right. American politician assassinated four months into his highest position. John. It's not this the one that I was going to say. So I'm not even going to say it. Dude, John, who is it? Who, who are you thinking? I just thought of Teddy Roosevelt, but th- I know that's not it. That's what I was going to say too, but that's also not, I know that's not yeah. right. It is It is not right, but this, this he, person- He did have an attempt on his life. He did, but he, he lived. This person was yeah. the president of the United States. He was our 20th president, James A. Garfield. Oh. Gotcha. All right, two more. Nickname of one of the members of the Rat Pack- it was also the straight man to Jerry Lewis's funny man. I don't know why I'm blanking on this. So it's Dean Martin. His nickname is Dino. Oh, Dino. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I thought that was his real name, Dino Martini. Oh, anyway, no. He, uh, but he was born He was born Dino Paul Crochetti. Okay. This is so, not Martini, though. Last question. This is the 11th studio album from the Beach Boys. And widely considered their best. Oh, guys. Okay. It, no, mm-mm. I have no idea. It is pet sounds. Mm. <laughs> that is that. That is. That's not even <laughs> close to what I would have guessed. Was it something about no, like a doghouse? Nowhere or close to that. Yeah. Out of the doghouse or something. That 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 saddens me, fellas. That is a super well-known album, guys. I didn't get a single damn question. One of the greatest (laughs) albums in the world. You buzzed in on a few. 
You know what? I did, but I stopped after a little bit. <laughs> Cause like once it once you talked about th- that 70s show, like I would have gotten Kitty eventually, but it would have been a couple seconds after Josh. And at that point it's just embarrassing to buzz in at all. <laughs> it's like why why even act like I'm that slow? Okay. Well that was our pet <laughs> quiz. Good job, Josh. We always let the the third host win. Don't feel too happy about it. <laughs> it's time for the big show. The the top five list. And no surprise, it's centered around pets. Pets in movies, TV, cartoons, comic books, basically anything pop culture, which is kind of Josh's forte. So in other words, our top five pop culture pets. Josh... Would you like to start us off? Number five. Yeah, sure. My number five is going to be Raja from Aladdin, which is Jasmine's pet tiger. Who doesn't want a pet tiger? Yeah, who doesn't want a pet tiger? Raja's Raja's really cool. Adores Jasmine. Super friendly. Just, I mean, like, tigers are incredible just big cats and yeah i roger's great roger's great if roger was any other animal i don't know that he'd be on this list but because he's a tiger he's number five for me i'm gonna james i'm gonna jump in and go next because go for it the the pet that i settled in for my number five which i i will say my number five was the hardest to settle on because there were so many in that wheel that like could make it. Are they really worthy of top five? But I settled on Raja the tiger from Aladdin, <laughs> mostly great. because how cool would it be to to have a tiger? Like exactly, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> tigers are really, really, really big. I went yes. so I, in 2011. I went to Thailand uh, with my dad and my aunt and uncle, and we got to do some of the the temples and stuff where they had tigers and so i got to to pet them and not really play oh, with them dude, that's eat. awesome yeah it was really cool oh wow actually though Man. kind of something the opposite of awesome is one of the temples got shut down because it turns out they were drugging all the tigers and uh, oh. yeah so it was really <laughs> yeah it was really bad but there were some cool places that i went that that had tigers like they had little like baby tigers and stuff that you could t- that you could hold and then like You'd follow, like, they'd have a guide with you, and they'd, like, you'd follow behind the tiger, and, like, if it laid down, you'd, like, could come up and, like, pet its its hind legs, but you were never mm-hmm. supposed to, like, get in front of it or anything, so. But, so that yeah. one, that experience was really cool. The tiger temple, looking back on it, not so much. Man. But, Man, that but is those tigers were massive. Extremely unfortunate. But- those tigers were so big, though. Oh, my gosh. Like 15 feet yeah. from head to tail, like just nuts. It's it's awesome. It is it is interesting that you're so jazzed about such a big animal, mm-hmm. considering that you're sometimes annoyed with your 115 <laughs> pound. Hey, I don't. Yeah, I don't have to feed that thing. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine feeding that tiger? Oh my gosh, that'd be nuts. I know it. That would be. A nightmare. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. My number five is not Raja. It, 
It is not. It is not a a cat. It is a puppy dog. So I was allowed to watch Married with Children at probably too young of an age. But anyway, I I loved Married with Children. I watched it with my parents and it was hilarious. I sang along with Frank Sinatra every time the theme song came on and I I laughed along with the buddy's antics. But one of the best characters in the show was their pet briar, Buck, played by a dog named Buck. And a few seasons in, we started to kind of get his inner thoughts, his inner his inner monologue voiced by a few people throughout the, the rest of the, the time that he was on the show, including Cheech Marin on a couple of episodes. But he was he was hilarious. The, the, the family always thought Buck was dumb, but he was actually pretty dadgum smart. He he was he was witty. He made fun of them for being dumb in his head. And he was also a cad. He was after those those lady dogs all the time, but Buck was my. I, I, anytime he came on on the screen, it was hilarious, and, and it got to a point where he would come on, and you would hear the studio audience just cheer. Oh, yeah, really? Buck was great. He. This is this is the first time that I'm hearing about the family dog from. Oh, show. really? No, Buck was awesome. Yeah, yeah, he did pass away, and when he got sick and and he was no longer able to be on the show, they replaced him with another family pet named Lucky. And Lucky was fine, but Lucky was no Buck. So they didn't they didn't recast Buck when the real live Buck passed. No, away. they did not recast Buck. They got a younger puppy, and so anyway, Buck, he's my number five. Cool. <laughs> number four. All right, number four is going to be Todd from Fox and the Hound. Oh, my. Because, again, the same thing with with Raja, the idea of having a fox companion is just super cool. And and Todd was great. He was was a little rascal, Mm -hmm. especially Baby Todd. Baby Todd was really, really sweet. I will say... The idea of having an adult copper voiced by Kurt Russell <laughs> is very compelling as well. But the novelty of Todd is still mm-hmm. still very fun. Uh, so I, I would love to have a little pet fox. That, that scene where she drops him off and tells him to go. Oh, yeah. Gets me so much. And when and when is it the owl that's singing it? The, the, the best of friends song. Mm-hmm. I can't the best. Of I can't friends hear that and not tear up. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad actually, he had a pet Fox when he was younger. Really? Yeah, when he was a teenager, he had a pet swift Fox and they, is this story about to end poorly? Yes. There was one. Oh. Uh, well, okay. Well, I, I won't, I won't leave it there, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fine. That's but fine. He, but he did have, he, he had a pet Fox. He's, he's still alive today. <laughs> yeah. He, He's the mayor now. I, I hear well, they're kind of a mix between dogs and cats. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, maybe a little bit of bird in there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, John. So my number four is not a fox or a dog or a cat. It is Pegasus. Oh, cool. Yes, it is. You know what? It is a bird. Yeah. I will say that. It yeah. is. It is at least part bird. Mm-hmm. It was tough to think of pets that really stood out especially you know in pop culture of a pet that i that i would like love to have and that has not necessarily practical uses because i don't think pets need to have practical use 
but Pegasus absolutely has a practical use and that's kind of just, yes. that's definitely yeah. a plus when you have a pet. Mm-hmm. Pegasus almost made my, my list. All right, James. So my number four is a ginger American short hair cat whose job was to control mm-hmm. rodents aboard the Nostromo. He's also only uh, one of only two survivors of the ship after its encounter with a xenomorph in the movie Alien. It's, uh-huh. it's oh, Jonesy. okay, gotcha. Jones. That's good. I was okay. whenever you started saying that, I was thinking O'Malley, but. So Jones, I, I don't know exactly what it is about Jonesy that that is so awesome and, and why he is such a cool cat. I mean, he inadvertently led Brett into a room with the xenomorph leading to his death. So he kind of caused the guy to die. And he really didn't really he didn't actually do too much other than just be there in the the movie. But he still felt like an important character in Alien. In Aliens and Alien 3, he was mostly an afterthought. He was still there, but he, he spent part of it kind of left behind on a shuttle with enough food and water. And, and we don't know exactly what ended up happening to Jones, but it, it is implied, especially in the novelization, that he lived the rest of his life out while Ripley was asleep in space she just came to the realization is like oh while i was sleeping he died and so Mm. but jones is just a cool cat that's my number four (laughs) good deal number three speaking of cool cats my number three is o'malley oh man (laughs) yes yeah man o'malley I is this also your number three? John? No, it is not. Oh, that's okay, good. okay. <laughs> O'Malley, hilarious. I, I, I won't. <laughs> I, I I will try my best to leave you plenty of things to talk about. But O'Malley is just I feel like the the personification of a cool cat. Like just he's great, man, and he's smooth, and he's I I, mean, I, I love I love the Aristocats. And the primary reason I love it is because of that little scoundrel, little rascal, <laughs> Thomas O'Malley, the alley mm-hmm. cat. It's a, it's a great pick. Yeah. It's hard to. Yeah. I'm not sure he's up to pet. Yeah. Well, he, uh, yeah, he, he is a pet, a pet at the yeah. end of the movie. Well, yes. Okay. No, no, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. My number three is not a cat. It's not a bird. It's a dog, and it is Scooby-Doo. Cool. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? He is such a good companion. He he can talk, which is pretty neat. And he just, I mean, solving mysteries and just hanging out with his buds. What more can you ask for out of a companion? So, yep. And, I mean, fiercely loyal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In the face of, like mortal danger he's still just like i don't want to do this but my people are going so i guess i'm gonna go too so there we go he is fantastic the old man would be proud of you john well i'm glad so my number three is another kitty so who wouldn't want a cat with a saddle that you can ride into battle so this is almost a cheat 
because it is is kind of two cats, but both have their charms. It's the same body, two different personalities. It's Battle Cat from He-Man. Yeah. He is the awesomest. And he's basically just a green tiger. He's a force to be reckoned with. But going back to your half the time. Yes, half the time. <laughs> going back going back to your number five, both of your number fives, tigers are as far as big cats go, as far as big beasts go, tigers are the best. I don't care if the lion is called the king of the beasts. The tiger is better than the lion any day. And and Battle Cat is basically a tiger. He, he's I don't know if he's technically a tiger. I mean, he, but he is a tiger. Is he, is is he absolutely is he called tiger. a tiger? I mean, he's just a big green cat, but he is a tiger. He's got some yellow stripes, so we'll take that. And he's awesome until he, unless he is Cringer. Unless he's Cringer. And then he's just a big, fun, scaredy cat. <laughs> yeah, he's Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so uh, Battle Cat and Cringer are my number three. Number two. All right. My number two. I could have, I could have gone two different ways of this one because I, I wanted a, I wanted a pet that was like, real for the most part o'malley and todd are both i don't know none of them been super real but my number two is okay. shadow from home that's what i thought you were gonna go it was either it was either shadow or marley from marley and me because i have affinities for both of those dogs in particular but shadow is great he's he is he's awesome there are a few scenes that make me tear up with joy than when Shadow comes home at the end of Homeward Bound. And to hear him just so earnestly say, Peter, is just so sweet and <laughs> heartwarming. And I, I, I love I love Shadow because Shadow never lost faith and he always knew we're going to be able to get out of this. We're going to be able to get home. Everything's going to be mm-hmm. all right. So yeah. that's a great pick of the three is the best. Definitely not. Sassy. Definitely not no. sassy. No way. Sassy is why they get into all Definitely the trouble. Definitely not sassy. Yeah. Golly. <laughs> Great. All right. But to have a dog that had an inner monologue of Michael J. Fox would be pretty compelling <laughs> as well. All right. Moving on. I've had a cat. I've had a dog. Now I need a bird. You did have a bird. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did have a bird. I forgot. <laughs> I'm going to have another bird. I, but I, know, I know what this yeah. one is. This is... I'm so pretty sure I know what this, this one is. This is also a... I'm not going to say real pet, but it's, but it is a real, a real animal pet. pet. And yeah, this is yeah. a snowy owl named Hedwig mm-hmm. to yeah. deliver mm-hmm. my mail. Yeah. Uh, not yeah. really to deliver my mail, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like snowy owls are awesome. Be- Did you know that y'all, yeah. that snowy owls are diurnal? You know what that means? They're, they hunt and are active during the day and they're the only owl like that. Oh, Super appealing cool. for a pet because you don't want a real owl mm-hmm. because that would be awful at night. Yes. Yeah, they're just super beautiful. They're the most feathered owl because they're they're in a Board. snowy climate and so like they're just they're really fuzzy. Like they just got so oh, okay. like even their feet are are feathered. Yeah, that that would just be really awesome. And you don't have to worry about mice well, or anything a, either. Just like well, and also just a a selfless creature like yeah gave her life to protect yep. protect harry yep. yeah, 
I prefer the fanfic of that where he sees Hetty just like, see ya, Harry, and then just like takes off. <laughs> I like to imagine that happened and Hedwig didn't just die, but that's okay. Yeah. And Hedwig has the most recognizable theme. Theme? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Sound- John Williams wrote a score for Hedwig. It doesn't get any better than that. It's Mm-mm. hard. Immortalized. That's what you call it. So my number two, there is a single moment in TV that can make me cry like a baby. Yep. Every yeah. single time I watch it. And it's about a boy and his dog, Seymour. So mm-hmm. yeah, in, in Futurama, before Fry was frozen, he had a good boy. And then in the future, the Planet Express team finds a fossilized Seymour in in a museum. And throughout the episode, we're treated to flashbacks of Fry and Seymour 100 years earlier, when he was in the 20th century before he was frozen. And after he was accidentally cryogenically frozen, Seymour follows his scent to the lab. He even brings Fry's family to the lab where, where Fry was frozen, but they just barely miss seeing him. And then back in the future, as it keeps going back and forth, they're they're working to clone Seymour. But then they realize how how old Seymour was when he died, and that he actually lived to an old age. And so Fry stopped the cloning because he he decided that Seymour lived a good life and forgot all about Fry long ago. And then we're treated to the montage that makes me weep like a child. And I'm actually having to hold back tears right now, even just thinking about it. So once again, back in the past, we see Seymour lay down in front of the pizza parlor where Fry worked. And he waits. And And waits. waits. And then we witness Seymour's entire life pass by just waiting in that spot like seasons and years pass while connie francis sings if it takes forever i will wait for you and finally his eyes shut and oh my gosh i am about to bawl like a baby because that just kills me it just yeah. gets me every time. I, I I I love what they did to it it is the most emotionally impactful moment of tv that i can think of and sorry i've got to wipe my eyes (laughs) seymour is seymour is my number two and i know after that emotional display it's hard to imagine what my number one will be but it's not that hard it'll make perfect sense because i think it's going to be your number one too go for it josh stay tuned number one it's snoopy Oh, Snoopy is my uh, <laughs> number one pet. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, man. Um, what did you think it was going to... I even, like, tipped my hand with my name. Oh, Joe Oh, Joe Cool. Yeah, you're right. You didn't, uh, I didn't see that. I'll, I'll let you know what mine is whenever it gets to me, or what I thought it was going to be. Okay, okay. I, like, the, the Peanuts comics are foundationally important to me. I, like, to the point where... This is, uh, this is very silly, but like one of my all time favorite musicals is You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. And no, it's first of all, great musical, super good. And Snoopy is one of the best characters in it for sure. But I I don't know, like 
Snoopy is just he's he's the best man. I, for the longest time, I wanted a beagle and wanted to name him Snoopy. Snoopy and Charlie Brown really is a relationship of a dog and his boy. <laughs> I think to, to a very strange degree to the point where it almost seems like they're roommates at times. <laughs> yes. And, and there are at different points in time where it seems like Snoopy almost is begrudgingly living with <laughs> Charlie Brown. But, but I don't know, like when I was, I, I picked up several like, you know, collections of peanuts comics growing up and anytime there was a Snoopy focused, adventure i was all in all the time 100 percent. i love like a lot of my love for dogs doesn't come from snoopy but it is it is reinforced by snoopy he's he's my favorite he is you know he's joe cool he's world war one fighting ace he's mm -hmm. he, he's the best and for a short time in middle school like peanuts was my personality like that's just what it was and a lot of it had to do with snoopy so, yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. quick aside, Charles Schultz, one, at one point when he was a child, he wrote in to Robert Ripley of Ripley's Believe It or Not about his dog, Spike, okay. because Spike had pica, which is is a compulsion to eat anything. Like he would eat dirt or, or metal, stuff like that. And so he wrote to Robert Ripley about his dog with pica and Robert Ripley, whenever he would write articles and everything, he would illustrate it himself. And Charles Schultz was like, yeah, I'll illustrate this too. And he illustrated his dog. And that's like one of the first, it, it wasn't exactly Snoopy, but it yeah. was, it was basically the birth of kind of Snoopy sort of mm -hmm. when he sent yeah. that into him. All right. It's a lot to say about Snoopy. John, what's your <laughs> number one? So a lot of the relationship that you described can be mirrored in the relationship with my number one pet and its person. Loyalty comes to mind, like sticking with their, their partner through thick and thin through hardship, through different adversity, years and years and years of, of turmoil, if you will, starting off kind of begrudgingly in this relationship that evolved into mutual respect and eventually a faithfulness that exceeds anything you can expect out of, out of a pet or a companion. This is Pikachu. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yep. <laughs> and and they finally won they did it they did it they did they yes did he won the pokemon league yeah pikachu <laughs> oh man pokemon was something that i was always infatuated with it was one of those things where like whenever i started watching i was probably a little bit younger than 11 which is how old ash was whenever he set off and so some of the the things that he was going through kind of resonated with me. Although the Pokemon world is very different in no circumstance. Should you ever let an 11 year old go off on a worldwide journey with, you know, <laughs> potentially dangerous <laughs> monsters just in the, every blade of grass, but yeah. And definitely not for 25 no, years. No, definitely not. Although he, I mean, he's 36 years old now and you know, 
No, he's still eleven. Well, it, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I'm not. I'm not sure you can say looking good for thirty six. Whenever you look like you're eleven years old, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think you have a disorder. All right, James. Okay, so my number one. I I don't know why I expected it to be your number one, Josh. This dog is the best fictional representation of a real life dog or at least our stereotypes of dogs because he is loyal he loves unconditionally he is the goodest boy it's doug from up he just loves you he is joshua jackson as a dog (laughs) oh well that's very sweet doug is really really dumb doug don't well okay that's not a a nice thing. He, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he outsmarted the Rottweilers. Um, yeah. Like, seriously. He is just full of joy, full of love. And he was able to win over this crotchety old man that wanted nothing to do with anybody at that time. Uh-huh. It's probably because of Doug that Russell had any chance of a relationship with him too right because doug softened it with it i mean yeah not just a relationship with him but at living yes probably anyway it it is hard not to just love doug and want a dog like doug Yeah, yeah he's he's dumb but in the best way i think i think we can say that for most dogs they oh absolutely dumb, but, in, but in the best way possible yeah and i say he's like josh is a dog josh's line is I'm Josh and I love you. Well, that's true. That's right. That's what Doug uh, says in the movie too. Yeah, he says I'm Josh and I love you. That's <laughs> where I picked it up from. <laughs> All right. Well, Josh, thank you for for joining us today. Yeah, this, thanks this for a lot having of fun. Me. This was a great conversation to have with you. Can't wait till you're on again. Absolutely. Yeah. I love you yeah, guys. Thanks for love telling you. us about your pets. And thank you all for joining us today. Let us know what your favorite pets are, either in pop culture or in real life. You can email that to us at fwlspod at gmail.com, or you can check out our Instagram or Twitch pages. Twitch, especially because we stream every Thursday night. But we'd love to hear from you about pets or just really any other thoughts that you have. Indeed. Bye. What in my heart I know
Do I just stop whenever the words stop on the page? I just don't yep. talk anymore. <laughs>